opinions are, you know, a good opinion. If you're in my way, we, we, we gotta do battle. Here it is, the Moto Limited Show. Welcome, everybody, to show number 21. I am your host, as always, Trent Marr, and this show is set to be a big one. We have our AMA Supercross preview show for the 250 class, and the guy we're going to have on for that is a friend of the show and insider to the sport, so we'll get to him. But this Moto Limited Show cannot be put together without our amazing sponsors that we have uh, MPE Suspension, mpesuspension.com.au. Uh, MPE has been specializing in customizing motorcycle suspension to suit each individual owner's requirements for over 15 years. Uh, customizing suspension dampening systems, spring rates, and height uh, results in a dramatic change of quality of ride and feel. So if you're looking at getting some suspension done, Paul's your guy, or the team up there as well. He's got some great... Uh, technicians working underneath him as well they're also the mp uh, mp is also the husqvarna dealer up there on the sunshine coast if you're in the need for a new husqvarna and i've just seen it's official again now gas gas they are a gas gas dealer as well so go and contact the team up there we're also a sponsor of the queensland motocross series the sunshine state series and, and the central queensland series so helping every bit of the sport out as you can paul is is the man for that so mention the moto limited show to get yourself uh a bit of a, a bit of a discount on what they've got going on up there pro powder powder coating pro powder.com.au uh it's pro powder is a family owned and operated business um they've been powder coating for over 10 years uh sandblasting as well there they specialize in the mining energy agricultural automotive and engineering industry sectors uh their point of difference is they focus on investing uh and protecting your investment uh so if you're in a need for a ute tray truck tray um your big big uh, steel tanks or anything like that down to your small motorbike parts frames drag cars sprint cars adam's helped a lot of those sorts of things out and does a top quality product uh been used on every one of my dirt bikes uh if you follow my social media you'll see every bike has a black frame every single one of them has been done by adam down there at pro powder powder coating again mention the moto limited show there and you will get yourself a uh, a bit of a discount on what whatever you're chasing and new sponsor on the show and we're pumped to have these guys on board for 2021 again a couple shows here in 2020 but they're they're official as a 21 tcx boots the tcx comp evo 2 a high quality yet affordable boot retails for 599 uh, features a double flex control system around the ankle area to improve support without compromising feel and the molded michelin mx hybrid sole with micro grooves to evacuate water for maximum grip on their pegs at all times so they are top quality boot for a fraction of the price uh, go check it out at your local retailer or they are a link international product so go to linkint.com.au um, and uh, go check them out go and test a set try a set on uh, they are used by myself I'm big fan of the boots been using them for a while I'm not a big fan of the inner booties in boots these don't have one but yet with my dodgy ankle they do have a lot of support around the ankle area so go check a set out uh, Josh Green, off-road legend and a guy who donated to 
our uh, our charity items, which we're going to get to here in a sec. Um, he's uh, he's uses them as well, and many more as well. So go check them out. So that's the sponsor read. Joining me as always on the show here, he's back. He's been putting in the hard work trying to get the live stream working, which it is. Except for these shows are not live, but they will be here in the future. It's director Nick. What is going on, buddy? Another day, mate. What's happening, mate? I'm excited to get these uh, shows done. We've uh, a lot of work's been put into oh, these, yeah. into these two shows, <laughs> uh, two fifty preview and four fifty preview. Which spoiler alert for everyone. We recorded it before we recorded this one, so you'll probably hear us talking about the 450 pod throughout this one. Thanks to the person that we're about to get on. (laughs) Thanks to the person we're about to get on. The first thing you mentioned was the the podcast we'd done before him. That's coming out after him. Uh, So, yeah, 250. But we still love him. We still love him. So, 250 class preview. Man, I'm excited to get this done. Uh, Before we get too far in, a massive shout out to you, Nick. You've put in some tireless effort here. Getting this all working looks amazing. We're going to have it live as of the 4th of January. It'll be our first live show. Well, we did a test and it was perfect. So, so next time we do it, it'll be shit. Yeah, well, nah, it'll be good. It's, um, it's perfect. It's uh, a lot of YouTube tutorials. Yeah. Look, we're figuring it out slowly, guys. <laughs> Bear with us. But as I said, the 4th of, the 4th of January is going to be our first live show. Um, you'll be able to comment in through Facebook and YouTube. So just look up the Moto Limited show. Um, you'll be able to get in and watch it. Uh, you'll be able to comment in and ask any questions as we're live. And we may be able to get to them through them. So we're trying to interact with you guys a little bit more during the show. Live from Monday nights, 6, 6 p.m. Australian Eastern standard time um there'll be no savachi hate <laughs> on the live stream no hate comms for savachi <laughs> uh if you do you you're not getting put on the show <laughs> director nick the savachi and then if, if if from the live stream you see me like leave the building lock the door wherever you are <laughs> <laughs> let's hope none of that we're all positive nah. vibes here all positive vibes so yeah massive shout out to you for for getting uh through that as well um in making this happen for us. Uh, one more thing before we talk about our 250 class previewing and get our guy on that's going to be helping us through this. Uh, massive shout out to everyone involved with the live auction or the, the eBay auction that we did for men's mental health, the fight that Lockie and I participated in to raise awareness for. Um, over two and a half thousand dollars we raised in those auctions. We also got uh, two thousand dollars on the night that was raised by Ty Gilchrist from Guillotine Boxing, who put on the event. Um, so we're looking at about four and a half thousand dollars. We're going to be donating to a men's mental health charity. So massive thank you to everyone who um, put in for that. Um, a shout out to our guy, Josh. Yeah, Josh Watson from yeah. down in New South Wales. He uh, he reached out. Uh, he managed to score himself a Caleb Barham jersey, so he was uh, really, really pumped and sort of uh, learnt about how we were doing it, what we were doing, and what it was actually for. And yeah, he's a really, really good guy. So he um, he should receive that jersey probably first thing Monday morning. So yeah, I will get a few photos of him and we'll get that up on our social media. But big shout out to him. He uh, yeah, Stepped really up. cool guy. Yeah, and I mean, again, we appreciate everyone. You know, people who won some stuff didn't want to be named, which is fair um but uh look we appreciate everyone who's was a part of it who talked about it again we did it to really raise awareness for us so if you are struggling make sure you reach out to someone uh, before you get yourself into a darker hole because there's no uh it's no worse feeling than being in there and trying to dig your way out so we appreciate that nick 
let's get on to the show. 250 class preview. We have our friend from <laughs> all the way from America. Mr. Texas himself. Mr. Texas. Dark side. We're going to get him on here very shortly. He's doing the 250 preview and spoiler alert. Thanks, Dark side. He talks about it in the pod here. We've, we pre-recorded the, the show and put in this intro on at the end. Uh, but he blows out who's our next one because we recorded them back to back. But Daniel Blair is on our 450. He's the host of the Main Event Moto podcast. But more importantly, he's the pit reporter. For NBC. 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 And felt so, man. We're excited, s- oh, just <laughs> super <laughs> excited. Uh, but yeah, so there are two guys. We're so stoked to have these two guys. They're big industry people in America, really helping us get the insight. Seems that we can't be there and get the insight ourselves. Uh, and dude, some solid bench racing coming up. So strap yourselves in, people. Show twenty one coming at you right now, and uh, we're gonna get Dark Side on the phone. Alrighty, and joining us here on the show number 21 to break down the 250 class in the AMA Supercross, Monster Energy Supercross series. It is the uh, host of the Moto X Pod show, the host of the Pulp Max wrap-up show. We're going to consider him now a friend of the show here on our show. It's Dark Side, mate. What is going on? Uh, yeah, we're friends. We're homies. Good, man. Good to talk to you guys again. Yeah, man. We appreciate you giving us the time. Um, we're doing the, the 250 class preview, and and uh, we're like, well, we want to get Dark Side on for one of these shows. You know, you, you're, a, you're a big fan of the sport like all of us are, and that's how we want to run these uh, these preview pods. You know, we don't want to go too technical or anything like that. We just want to bench yeah. race and have some fun with it. I like it. I like hey, it. I want to ask you guys, though. Yeah. We sort of talked about this off the air but you guys had daniel blair on earlier i mean how was he no and did you ask him about the box <laughs> well to be honest dark side this pod is going to come out before the <laughs> daniel blair one but okay a sneak preview for everyone daniel okay. blair is coming on the next show but yes it was it was awesome we we had an awesome time with him as as we discussed and um dude full of information like we we felt bad for taking an hour of his time because we probably had like two hours worth of stuff <laughs> that we wanted to get out of him but yeah. um, we gave him a little bit of shit for you you yep. told us to, yep. to stick it to him a little bit and we we did but yep. uh, nice. he laughed it off he was like dark side tell dark side to pipe, pipe <laughs> down and we're like yeah tell nice. dark side to pipe yeah. down <laughs> well we're we're gonna be getting into it this sunday because uh american football i'm a huge 49ers fan yep same. he's a huge cowboys fan they play each other this Sunday, and I'll be there. Yeah, at, at the Cowboys Stadium. So I, I've already been talking trash, but <laughs> it's, it's going to be the battle of two of the worst teams in the league. So it ought to be fun. Yeah, Who, does Lucas Myrtle? He's a Cowboys guy. Hey. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Lucas though. Yeah, yeah. I always hear him and Daniel talk about it. That's all. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, well, yeah, well yeah, if you hopefully listen, my Niners pull it off so I can make fun of him. Yeah, well, if you listen listen to your show, you had Daniel on your show too during the week, and yeah, there's a fair bit of trash talk happening <laughs> on that. I'm laughing along at it. Yeah. <laughs> your producer's like, yeah, we're he's good of, people. We're sick of listening to the football stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to fire that producer of mine. Yeah, <laughs> you said that multiple times. I was getting worried for old DJ TJ there for a bit. Might. <laughs> 
Yeah, my show would fall apart without TJ. Yeah. I have to give him some credit. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same here. Like, we've we've got the live stream stuff set up. Um, these two shows aren't going to be live, obviously, because we're doing it at a different time than when our show goes out. But, um, man, yeah. Nick's, Nick's been working hard behind the scenes here trying to get this done, and, um, you know, I appreciate his effort to put in there. Thanks, bro. When it comes to this stuff, i got no idea. <laughs> Talking in this thing, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty decent at this, yep. but all these cameras and all this stuff, <laughs> man, I'm just like, yeah. Just, I'm like, you know what you're doing? He's like, I think so. I'm like, sweet, because I've lost. <laughs> yeah. TJ talked me through it. <laughs> That's cool. Like, I don't know how well you guys can see, but camera there. Yeah, it's very similar. It's, yeah, TJ, we're still fingers. Yeah. We're, so, we're I literally, literally got a new set. I got a new soundboard literally last night. Uh, we've been using this program for a year, and I learned something last night that's going to fix 50% of the problems we've been having. Yeah. Just messing with the software. And I was like, oh. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the go. Yeah. That's the go. We we love talking about this stuff with you. We could probably just do a pod just talking about <laughs> just, just life. Podcast equipment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's, Absolutely. Get, let's get stuck into this uh, preview for the 250 class. So the way we're sort of going to do this, guys, is, you know, until we get to round one, we have no idea who's right and what coast. And every team, it's been a thing since the 90s that it's a secret who's right and what coast until we show up. And even back in those days, you'll remember Dark Side Day, you just used to run everyone in practice. And then after practice, they picked two riders to go. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's always been one of those yeah. things. So we've thought, let's do this where we want to sort of. We, it's like a fantasy sort of thing. So we want to two coasts. We, who do we want to see on each coast and why we want to see him do battle and everything like that. So let's start with you, Darkside, as you're the guest here. Pick, let's, we're not going to call it a coast, but who are sort of five riders or four riders you want to see do battle on one coast? Okay. Well, I actually made my mock coasts. Yeah. Um, so I've got Austin Porter. Yep. Riding East against RJ. Well, I guess a few guys. I mean, yeah. I got Austin and Jet and Mosevin and J Mar all on the same coast. Yeah. Yep. Um, no real reason other than I know Jet said he was riding East. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I just kind of was going through the list and trying to pick picks. But I think Austin and RJ and Jet and Mosevin are your top four in that group. And I think they're just going to go back and forth every week. Yep. I see Mosevin getting his first couple wins. Yep. Um, but that those that, that's a big battle, I think. Austin trying to be consistent this time and yeah. not do those crazy things and push it too hard, and make mistakes. This is his year. Yeah, yeah. What do you see? What's the biggest change that Austin has to do to minimize these 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 mind blanks or these little errors that seem to cost him every year? Like, what's what's something that he has to do to to get this thing unlocked? I think he has to know, which he sort of learned last year, fastest qualifier doesn't matter, chill down, um, and go out and be consistent. And I think he was doing that last year to a degree, and that that dragon backs just caught him, you know, and I don't think he was doing anything crazy. Well, maybe in that moment he was pushing a little harder than he should have, but it really comes down to maturity. And he was on my show the other night. We talked about that. Like, just got to be more mature. Settle for second if you have to. And make it to the end. And I I think he's there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you know, 
I think we've got a lot of similar people on our list. I think, you know, uh, between Nick and I, we've sat down and talked about it. The Faulkner Jet, that, I think that's going to be the battle that we're all wanting to see. My difference, yeah. I think, to yours is Cooper. Cooper and Jet had that little bit of beef outdoors, which, you know, probably isn't going. Faulkner and Jet had that little bit of beef you know, at the end of last year with the stuff that went on with Hunter and the takeout on the straight and everything at Salt Lake. So, I mean, you put those three and they're, yeah. and they're pretty big – well, not big personalities. Jay Coop's a little – he's a little bit more reserved, but they're three kind of big personalities together in one coast. That's going to be like an epic showdown. And yeah. that's, you know, I think between Nick and I and you, you didn't have Jay Coop, but you had the other two. Those three together would just be like knock them down, drag them out battles the whole 21 season, I reckon. I agree. I've got Justin winning the West Coast. Yeah. 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 And it's funny though because you think about the the coast this year and it's not it's not really an east and a west. They're all sort of central and east coast races. <laughs> right. But and you're like, oh well this yeah. guy's a this guy's yeah. a west rider and I'm like, well it doesn't really matter. I think it's gonna be like whoever's the fittest, strongest and um, healthiest come Houston, I think that's where you're gonna see the coast. And as I said, that the only thing that from the, my research I did last night late is Cooper's only just got back on the bike. So that's that's a bit worrying because I think he'll then become an, uh, well, sorry, a West Coast rider because I don't think he's going to be ready for East. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the list. I mean, then we got Christian Craig. I mean, oh. Christian Christian's not going to win the title no. on the West, in my opinion. I got him West. But he's going to only lose it by two or three points. It's going to be close. Yeah, I'm... I'm kind of all in with Christian. I really am. I, I don't know why. I just am. Okay. Um, I feel that once you go to star, good things happen. You, you, you don't necessarily going to win a title, but you start winning races. And I think Christian's one of those guys that once he starts winning races, he gets that little bit of confidence behind him and tells himself that he is one of the dudes. Like, it'll... It, it, it should happen for him, but in saying that as well, like Jeremy Martin, sort of, he uh, he performs best when his back's up against the wall. So when he's he feels like he's he's got to you know prove something to everyone and prove his point on the team, and when he gets that mentality, that's when he does cool things. Yeah, you're right, and like I have J Mart fairly far down on the list. But I don't even have a good reason. There's just so many good guys yeah. right now. And J-Mark coming off of the the industry, working in the uh, dealership, <laughs> his mentality has changed. He may go out and just dominate. Yeah. I mean, he may surprise us all. But I just feel like he's going to have one or two bad races. Yep. Which, in a short season, you can't have that. Exactly. But your, to your point, Nick, Christian, I think he's going to be so much – even better than he has been, too. I agree. He's got my boy Jericho, Jericho you know, wrenching yep. for him. Yep. Jericho always going to add a connect. But I just, I think Christian is going to be a lot better. He's not going to ha- have any big crashes. I, I think that's going to go away, losing the front end all the time. 
I think he's going to be a lot better. It's going to be super close, but it's just going to be a couple points off. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big believer. Like, he rides that 450, and we've seen it outdoors with Christian. He rode the 450 so good outdoors, and with how ridiculous everyone says these Yamaha 250s are, like, that's going to suit Christian, yeah. having a little bit more power. He's not going to have to override it, which is not his style. He likes to be in control, very smooth and calculated. I believe yep. I'm I'm pretty high on him too. Like you know, can he get it done? Eh, let's wait and see. But if we're talking about him as you know the East or West, whichever way it works out, champion here in 21, I don't think I'm going to be surprised at all. No, I wouldn't be either. I've been trying to get some inside info and see what coast are going to ride. Like I, I texted Austin, he said, "Man, I really, really don't know yet." And Jericho said, yeah, we don't know. They're just telling us to be ready. That's all they're telling us. So I was trying to get some inside information for this podcast, but not not happening. Yeah. With the tracks we have this like this coming season, can you see someone like Faulkner benefiting from so much of these these East rounds in Orlando? You know, the tracks are going to sort of sort of get to the stage which he's used to practicing on. Like Faulkner's a pretty big East Coast dirt guy. And I think a lot of these tracks are going to deteriorate. I think they're going to get to the stage where it's going to be more of a technical track to ride. I can just see someone like Faulkner benefiting out of that because he's not really as used to riding, you know, like the hard pack sort of stuff you find in Cali. Yeah, he's been riding up in Oklahoma, which they have dirt sort of like us yep. here in Texas. So, yeah, he's going to he's gonna benefit from it. But the guys that are going to benefit from it, I think the most – after hearing Jalik on Pulp the other night talking about that track, the Baker's Factory track breaking down, those guys, man, the Mosemans, the, the guys that are riding out there on the KTM, Gas Gas, Husky teams, those Pierce Brown, right? I think those guys may really benefit with the steel frame and the riding on the rough tracks during the week. Those guys may really benefit a lot. That's, that's why I think I'm a big believer in Mosemans' talent. He just hasn't put it all together yet. That's why he's one of my top picks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think everyone has kind of cottoned onto the idea and, and headed east to train, you know, like Baker's Factory. That's probably the, the busiest we've seen that Baker's Factory in a, in a long time. Like, um, yeah. you know, there's, there's no point training in California because we're not going to get any – we're not yeah. doing any rounds on the West Coast. So, I, I, yeah, I agree with you guys that those guys are going to benefit from that, but I think everyone is doing the same thing. Everyone's headed West. I mean, the other guy I want to talk about is obviously – our guy Jet Lawrence you know like he's at Florida he's training in Florida you know the track you know breaks down there too like he probably doesn't have the caliber of riders on the one track like they are at, at Baker's but I mean he's riding with Anderson uh Savachi those sorts of guys so he you know he, they could oh, benefit yeah. from that as well but what is uh you know we're we're big Jet Lawrence fans obviously being Australian it's, it's hard not to be a fan of him what are your thoughts on Jet moving, sure. moving into to 21 I think he's going to be amazing I think I, I have him third yeah but honestly probably more likely second but I, I've got him third this yeah. is where I, that's where my gut went um, but again I think he's going to win a race or two yeah. and be right there I just think I think those top three are going to be 
so close, but I feel like Jet's still going to make a couple of those sort of rookie-ish mistakes. Yeah, but I mean, we we spoke, maybe get a little too excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, we spoke about this in the other pod, which is coming out after this pod. But like we've yeah. watched, like I personally have watched Jet since he was. 65s, you know, eight eight years old, watching him ride. And I seen him do stuff back then at that age where you just think, how can a kid do that? Like, and I mean, I've seen him yep. just, just turn on this speed out of absolutely nothing like he'll be he'll be fast and and you'll be like oh yeah jet's on it and then someone puts a bit of pressure on him and he just like turns it up to 11 and he's gone and you're like and (laughs) and that's the thing like you guys in america are just seeing that like he's been doing that since he was little so that's not uncommon for him so you know yeah if he tidies up those little mistakes he can turn it up when he needs to i he hasn't lost that it's just he's got to just not have that little mistake and when he figures that out, do he he is an amazing rider when he has it all together. He's definitely gonna I believe he's gonna be one of those kids that's a dominant kid once once he matures you know, five years from now when he's in the four fifty class, he he may be, you know, one of those uh like Ryan Villapotos. It just goes on a run. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you both this question. Okay. So back to Anaheim two. If Jet didn't have that accident, it didn't break that collarbone, and we kept going through the season, yes, I know it did come to an end abruptly, but would the results be any different, and would Jet have got a win last year if he did not have that crash at Anaheim 2? I would say yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he might might have got a couple after that. Yeah. Because, like, you know, once you win one... Yeah, they yes, start coming exactly. Easy. Yeah, well, so yeah, yeah. I mean, even if he'd have got second, you know, got second of Ferrandis and didn't crash, like even that confidence in itself leading into the next one. And I mean, Salt Lake, you know, he built through Salt Lake as well. I mean, they only had yep. two rounds at Salt Lake, and he went five and then got on the box, mm-hmm. you know, so he got the podium position. If we, yeah, if we hadn't, uh, he hadn't crashed out of A two, he had three more rounds left before we went east um, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, he could have picked up and then whatever happened he ended up at Salt Lake yeah we could have been looking at a different jet but dude that's motivation too really like he you know he's like I was that close I crashed he had to sit on that for yeah. a few weeks where he was like and you know some of the social media stuff he come out with where he was like man I was I wasn't yeah I was more bummed that I didn't get the win but he goes I was happy that I went for it yeah. and then when you have that mentality dude that's that's insane I love his attitude. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. He's been he's been a character like that yeah. his whole life though. That's why it's funny, like everyone's like, Oh, this kid's a character like But that's typical Australia for you. <laughs> that is that is us to a T. Yeah. Well, yeah. well except for Chad. <laughs> <laughs> you what did you do to him? <laughs> to Chad? <laughs> he got Americanized. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it our fault? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it's he's not very friendly, man. To me. Yeah. Well, Sometimes he is. Yeah. I, I mean, as, as we've discussed, we discussed on your pod. He, he has, he's gotten a lot better with the, with his age, but I mean, yeah. You, there's a mixture, yeah. a mixture of yeah. us over here in Australia. Like we, we, there is a few of us. You know, there's a few of our top level riders here right now that are very similar to Chad. You know, reserved, quiet, don't really, or you know, really? yeah, don't yeah. give too much to the to the media. And then we got other guys like, I mean, Jackson Richardson yeah. is one. He's raced over there in America for a bit, and he's back here. He's just an absolute 
like maniac like he just yeah. he's so out there he does crazy stuff like you know very similar to what the Lawrences are doing he does that so we have a mixture of that of yeah. pro level dudes here in America, uh, in Australia um, it's just you know the one that's made it so far has been Chad and everyone's like oh that's what Australians are like it's like well <laughs> sort of <laughs> yeah I don't yeah I don't I don't think he is your typical Australian just from the ones I've met. Everybody else is like you guys, man. They're fun and cool to hang out. and Yeah, super friendly. Chad's yeah. like an anomaly. Yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll go with that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so so obviously, you know, Jet, Jet, Jet is one of those guys um, that's up there. Jay Mart's another one that you mentioned, Jeremy Martin, you know, like, We've all sort of discussed it, and uh, you know, I I think he's the same as Craig, hopping on that Yamaha or back for him on that Yamaha. It's still weird to me. <laughs> yeah, I sure, sure. I I think it's gonna I think it's gonna benefit him more than it's you know yeah yeah he's not picked as a Supercross rider, but I mean he's been fast on that Honda, and this Yamaha is meant to be the 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 kingpin of that 250 class. Put him on that with the speed he's got. You could be right. It could make all the difference. I mean, he got sixth last year on the Honda, uh, underpowered, you know, a few problems here and there. So, yeah, <laughs> that's why these things are so – when you look at all these names, they're coming, even like if you go with the 450, it, like Steve did on Pulp Monday night. You can't – he picked the top nine, and you're like, well, what about this guy? Yep. What about that guy? Yeah. There's, there's so much talent until we get there. And, like, I have RJ second. Yeah. But RJ may – RJ could finish seventh. Yeah. Over, you know, who knows? I need to see a lot it's, more it, of RJ. These things are like. Yeah, I need to see a lot more yeah. of RJ to gauge anything on him. Like, I find his one week he's very hot, next week he's a little bit cold. Like, it's just. I, I'm just really. I couldn't gauge him anywhere in where I actually see him finishing. Well, he's good at Supercross. Yeah, but it's just. The motocross made me very nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. No, no, but I mean, he was he was good early in Supercross last year. Like we we spoke about. Um, well, I went back and watched all of. I keep saying last year. Like we got a few more weeks left, or a week <laughs> left until we're we're next year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this season, you know, I watched those Supercross back, and you know, rewatched it like. I forgot how good Kenny was on the 450 early on in 2020. And it was the same for RJ. Like, he was good early on, and he was struggling with that knee injury that he eventually got fixed. It's like, it'd be, you know, he's got it fixed. He had a decent outdoor series, a whole Supercross prep, hopefully with no injury. I mean, he could, he, as you said, I I think, I don't think I need to see much. He just, he needs to clean up those little mistakes too because he has a few of them as well. You're right. I mean, within, what about what about Marshbanks, who was yep. coming on strong before he got hurt? Yep. yep. That, that still aggravates me. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> <laughs> like, like how can you – He lost you, the ride? Yeah, like, he won Daytona, and, dude, compare, from where he was this year compared to last year, that was a very, very large – you know, it was an improvement. So you put a race win behind him and a little bit of confidence, and I, I, don't, I just 
I still don't understand why Mitch let him go. I really don't. And, like, it's really, really good for him at Club MX because I feel Club MX can help him just as much as he's going to help them. Like, he may lift them to, you know, like a next-level tier team. Like, they might be a a little bit more recognised now that they've got him. And, obviously, he needed a ride for, obviously, this next season. But it's just that one still is just a big question mark of why Pro Circuit let him go. Yeah, I think it was a lot with personality. Yeah. yeah. Mitch had some kind of issue with something Garrett was or was not doing, probably when it comes to training or yeah. being serious enough about or him, you know, Mitch maybe thinking he wasn't serious. It's something like something little like that, but Mitch just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I it, it's going to be interesting to see what Garrett can do. Yeah, you know, as you said, he you know, he had the injury and he was pretty good. He's, I'm not, it's really it's really harsh to say less of a bike, but he isn't on a top-level team, but the talent doesn't go away either sure. with no. that. So it'll be interesting to see what we get out of Garrett with, again, a, a good, healthy off-season. He's at club, which even looking at their tracks on social media, it look like they've got a few riders down there and they're chewing them out pretty bad. So, again, riding on those rough technical. Yep. The tracks, you know, he could come out um, depending on which coast, and he could be be you know right up there. Yeah, and I think Garrett ha- may may show us something in Supercross because, like you said, the bike's not as good as what he's used to. Yeah, but in Supercross, you can make up a little of that with yep. talent. And if he does that. Maybe he gets a fill-in ride until he's injured for outdoors and gets that second chance. Yeah, and I mean, I've heard that that being spoken about getting that fill-in ride, and it'd be interesting to see. Like, you know, I don't think you'd take it for Supercross, but I mean, outdoors, like, you know, I mean, personally, like, when you feel comfortable in something, you don't really want to change it. No. But I mean, if if it's you know, he's going to get paid a bit more, yeah. and, and that you, you sort of take the risk, but. I mean, the, the one thing that I've found over the years with the, the fill-in rides is there's probably a lot more busts than there are successes when it comes to that. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they take it because they think I'm going to make, but they're, they're not comfortable on the bike. They're not comfortable with the machinery. And then the results suffer, and then they end up back on a, on a you know, a B-level team again. The following year, going, oh, that, that was my – and then, yeah. then they fall off. I mean, <laughs> just trying to think of a few examples in my head. Yeah. But it has happened quite often where you Bogle's think, the only one where it's – worked yeah but <laughs> let's be honest yeah 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 but i mean it'll be interesting yeah. be interesting to see what yeah, it's not easy. no he, he he'll be good and he's good um well it says jason and joey Crown, but i think i think um i think joey's maybe not on that i can't remember i seen something the other day one of their riders wasn't on there you might know dark side does he have joey crown and jason as his teammates garrett on the club team or Yep. Yeah, I thought I seen someone else. Yeah, I think so. Oh no, that's right. It was. Um, it was. Uh, what's his name's changed over to Phoenix? Yes. Yeah, we were talking about that this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're drawing a blank here. Yeah. Uh, the Brazilian uh, Lopes. Uh, yeah. Oh, which Lopes. one? Lopes has gone from Club MX over. Oh, to Enzo. Yeah. 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 So that was what I was thinking about. I thought he'd lost a different teammate, but yeah. yeah. So he went from Club over to Phoenix, which is a, a bit of a change. Um, uh, what was one of the other names? Colt Nichols. He's he's one for me that I don't know. He he should be the next guy. Like he's been that 
you know, behind Chase and and um, Shane, who are both now in the 450s, you know, and then, you know, bef- before that year's past, he's been behind Plessinger and guys like that. Like, he's always been that second guy. Like, I'm hoping this is a year where we see Colt take that step and he's actually, I mean, he's held a red plate before, but actually finish this thing up and, and clinch that title. And, you know, he's, you know, we talk about, Craig and and Martin, like I'm probably higher on Nichols than probably those two. Really? Yeah, I mean, you go back and look at the facts. Like he has been that second guy. He's beaten those two in nearly every Supercross series. He's You're been right. healthy, so you know you, you put the facts together. I like on paper, I would see that. Uh, it's just interesting to see, you know, again how those other two boys transition off the Hondas onto the Yamahas before you make that assumption. But on paper, I would be higher on Nichols, and I would be the other two. See. <sighs> <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm fifty fifty with that. More so I honestly I'd put Martin and Craig in front of Nichols, but in saying that, like Nichols was on that team. Like that's his team, that's where he's made his base, everything like that. Having Martin and Craig join the team might be, you know, that bit of that kick in the boot, might be a bit of a like bit of the you know, that bit of that chip on the shoulder that yep. I've actually got to prove my point of being on this team. And that is where like the worst thing about having so many heavy hitters on the one team is they're not going to all get along. No. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, you're going to have two of them riders come together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It'll be Martin, yeah. and so- Martin and someone. <laughs> yeah, probably Martin and Craig. But <laughs> well, I was, Yeah, I, I have – I'm kind of with you, Nick, where I'm 50-50 on Colt. Like, I've got him a little bit farther down on my list. Same, yep. I mean, he's coming off an injury, I believe. He's just getting back on the bike. Yeah. So he may start slow. I kind of see him starting a little slow. And then he usually ends up getting into it with somebody. Yeah. And if he hits the deck once or twice, then, you know, instantly. Yeah. That's kind of what I see. I, but I could easily flop him or switch him and RJ. Yeah. Because right now I've got Colt in like sixth. Yeah. And RJ in sixth, second. Yeah. I could easily yeah, flip. Yeah. I, I could flip them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. But I just, I, I'm a bit of a, like, I just. I don't know. I think it's more of wanting to see Colt do good as well because he's he's had so much adversity, oh. you know, and you're like, let's just, you know, let's will it to happen <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to happen. I think yeah. Colt's rad. Yeah. Um, I just, I think they're all rad, though. Like I'm saying, <laughs> this is so impossible. Like, oh, man. I don't know why you picked me to help do this. <laughs> because we are the same. So yeah. we all just look like we're struggling here together to figure out who's going to be the best. <laughs> See, like, I'm, yeah. I'm running through the list here. Yeah. And another rider that really, wor- really, really worries me is Seth Hamaker. I, he's got a he's got a hot take on Hamaker here. I, I can't do it. Uh, am I dropping it? You've got to. Uh, Hamaker is out of Supercross within three rounds. Yeah, he's out within three rounds. He's not even in my top seven, so I can see it. Yeah, yeah. it just from what I know. Yeah. And his, why do you his, think that? I don't know a lot about him. Um, just from what I do know about him. And from what I've watched of him at the test track, scared the living fucking pants off me, for one. Um, and his, cur- <laughs> his current health, like his current health with like he's got, what is, what's that? Um, uh, Epstein Bar. Epstein Bar and like the whole, I, I don't know. I just, 
I just I can't put it together, and I can just see three rounds, maybe having a little crash here, and there's going to be an injury that that over overlays it, and I can see him uh, probably being rested till motocross. Okay, I I am I'm with you on that. I like that, and I I, I get. Just, I don't know a lot about him, so I'm taking your vibe and I'm running with it. I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want him to get hurt. But no, I, me, I, me either. Yeah. Now, well, I, I've um, yeah, I've um, we've spoken about it because I've had Epstein Barr as well, and it's not a fun ill, and you never really get over it. Like it stays in your system. Like you get on top of it, but it lays dormant, and any any overtraining uh, fatigue that sets in or, you, you know, you just push a little bit too far and it can flare right back up again and, and you're sick again and you got to fight it back off again. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's not the greatest, you know, illness to have because you can never really shake it, yeah. you know, uh, and you got to be very careful. Like I have to be careful at points when I'm training. Like if I feel my body starting to run down, I'm like, all right, got to rest because if I don't and I keep trying to like, you know, man your way through it and, and, and tough it out and all I'll end up laying on the couch for for a month not being able to you know move or anything like that like it really when I got when I got it it like I was asleep more than I was awake because my body just wanted to Ow. yeah it's pretty bad so I don't I'm not a hundred percent with Nick that's why I said it's his hot take but I can see potentially yeah. I can see potentially that you know the illness that he's faced with the Epstein bar potentially rearing its head back up. I, I'm just listening to everything you're saying, and I'm thinking I might have had Epstein Barr since I turned 40 because I've been exhausted. <laughs> I, I, think, I get it in summer. Uh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's all the work that you do, Darkseid. You're like 100 different podcasts. Man, <laughs> actually, funny story. I'm telling you. Darkseid? The or last few... Oh. You all right? Go ahead. Go ahead. You go. Darkseid responded to a message the other day, and I was just like, what fucking time is it there? And I looked at the clock, and it was like 3.30 in the morning. I was like, this dude just does not sleep. <laughs> well, literally the last three nights, I've been waking up at like 3 a.m., just can't sleep, and I'm up for two hours. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's – I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm just – my mind is always on the show, and right now we got Christmas. Yeah, and um, I'm doing some stuff in my shop that I'm just I'm like like rerouting a stereo in my shop, and I'm, I just got all the stereo equipment in for my truck, and I'm like all these things are in my mind. Like, <laughs> ooh, I want to do this, I want to do this, I gotta do this, and it's just yeah, I need to I need to back it down next week. No folk show. Yeah, I'm not doing a show. Yeah. I'm so excited. Hey, we're, we're, I, we're the like, same. We're the same. I we're, hate yeah. the fact that I've gotten to where I'm I – mean, I hate that I've gotten to where I almost wish Steve would not do so many shows <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's so much damn work. Yeah. No, we're, we're, but, and then like my show. Yeah. Yeah, we've been the same. Like, we've got these, you know, we're recording this show right now with you and, and we've recorded the other show. And it's like, we have two yeah. weeks. We have two weeks of shows that we're banked now. We can we can rest because, man, the, the, the yeah. amount of, like, late nights, like, Nick and I are just stressing about how these two shows are going to work and how we're going to put yeah. them together and, you know, lining up you guys yep. and all this sort of stuff. We're just like, he's like, He's pumped to want to do a live show. I'm like, dude, I'm just ready to just chill yep. out for Christmas. And then <laughs> we're fourth of Jan's our first show back, and we're we're in and we're yep. going. You know, where yeah, it's like we just need a little. Like, I know the couple. feeling. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. I'm actually uh, like I gotta I gotta set up some of the Hello Pookie segments I do. Like I have to find a time to record that. Yeah. But next week for our show, I'm gonna play. So back. I, I started on the Moto X-Pod show, like, I think show six. Yeah. Somewhere six or eight or something. I'm going to go back. I found those shows. Yeah. And I'm going to cut some pieces of those shows out. Yeah. And then, like, the show when we first got sponsors, and I'm going to use those over the next, well, at least next week. I'm going to do a flashback show because it completely made me feel so much better about, even when we have sound problems now. Yeah. Those shows sounded terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot how bad they were. Yeah, so I'm st- I can't wait to play them. Everybody's gonna be like, "Wow, you're so much better." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm hoping to get to that point someday where I can say the same. Yeah, we're still building. No, dude. Your show's good, man. I've listened to a few of them. They're, yeah, you guys are killing it. Yeah, we actually, we've noticed because we've been looking at the thing and it comes up with like Texas as one of the <laughs> listens and we're like, must be Dark Side. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I download it. I tell people to check it out. So, yeah, nice. cool. We, oh, appreciate, we appreciate that. We do appreciate that. It's, it's funny, like... Yeah. I uh, I was sitting there the other night, like, going through all my podcasts, and I was sitting there, I was just like, I possibly cannot fit any more fucking podcasts <laughs> into my week. <laughs> like, I, I can't listen yeah. to anything more. <laughs> I know, and then Steve added another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, nah, it's just, it's got to, it's got to, uh, it's got to be on the back burner for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and my, I'm a big. I grew up in my younger days a big fan of Howard Stern. Yeah, but I I canceled my subscription to Sirius, who he works for, years ago. One of my friends like said that hey, you can just use my account and you can listen to it on your phone now. So now I have that. I, I haven't even. Li- I I can't. I don't have time. Nah, I just. I'll, yeah. yeah. Too, too much too much going on. Yeah, too much stuff going on. All right, well we we got a little off tangent yeah. there, but that's okay. We, <laughs> we're we good for it. We like Oh that. yeah, sorry. We know we like that stuff. That's what we're we're all about <laughs> here. Let, let me kick it off with one uh, let me kick it off with another question. All right. Okay. Hit us. Out of uh, this is to both of you. Out of all the rookies this year, so let me get the the list up here. So we've got uh Volan, Hamaker, Jarrett Fry and Styles Robertson. Who is the best out of those four names? Darkside? Okay, so Hamaker, Volan, uh, what were the other two? Jarrett Fry and Styles Robertson. All right, uh, Max. I'm going Max, man. I, I know. <laughs> I know Max. I know where his head's at. Uh, I've seen him, you know, ride the... the um, Monster Million thing, you know, whatever, which is sort of super crossy. Yeah. Uh, the kid's got so much talent. Don't worry about what you saw at AZ Open or whatever, or Minios or whatever yeah. it was. He's going to come out and he's going to be good. Yeah. Where, where do he you see smart. him? Where do you see him finishing? I put him. I put him sixth on the West. That's if he, but that's if, because I think he's going to have some crashes. He, yeah, yeah, he'll have some teething issues. But if he can lock down a six, then that's dude, so that is, that is, that's yeah, that's thumbs up. That is good to go. And like, I think the whole Red Bull giving him a, a contract extension, I was not a fan of that one year. I was like, that one year, he's just going to go out there and send it and possibly fucking hurt himself. And least like this is a year they can build off, and then do obviously they can do motocross again, then they can do a full supercross preseason, and then next supercross season, like I would put him as a contender, one hundred percent. 
Yeah. And I, I sort of disagree with you. Even if he only had the one-year deal, he's not going to send it. I don't think he's too smart. And his dad and everybody in his corner, his uncle, uh, you know, Tyson, man, they talked to him. They they have him lined out. Yeah, they yeah. had his whole career, kind of like Evan Ferry, and you know, they're yeah. smart, man. They they're not going to do anything dumb. Yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah, I'm kind of. I want to ask you this because you are the Volan insider, as we can see by all the Acherby's logos in the background of your shot there. And they're, <laughs> they're a major sponsor of your show. So you, you would have the inside word on yeah. this. I always thought they were slow playing that, you know, his career and sort of bringing him in. But this just seems very left field to me that it's just come out of nowhere. He's now he's 16 or something, isn't that, he? That's what worries me. Yeah. Exactly and he, that. And he's yeah. going pro. Yeah. Look. Well, I mean, you're right. They were kind of slow playing it. Talon had a very stern idea. You know, he had a set idea of how he wanted things to go, but I think the opportunity came up. And I, I truly believe they're not putting a ton of expectations on him, the yeah. team. He might, you know, I think they're they're going. He's there for a long time. Yeah. And I don't think Talon would have allowed him to take the deal. Yeah. For a one year, you got to go all out kind of deal. This is going to be a long term deal. Yeah. And I, I believe that. I don't know the facts behind that, but that's what I believe. Yeah. Alan, though, they've been working this thing for a long time. Yeah. Well, we, you know, I, I sort of yeah. spoke about that on the show here uh, when it first got announced, and I'm like, to me, like just looking from the outside with no idea of it, just the information I know, I'm like, you know, they've they've got to be, KDM have got to be giving him like a period of time. Like, you know, here's a few years, build yeah. yourself into it. We don't care. We've got, and I've said this, and I've got to figure out what show it was, but Marvin and Cooper Webb are our two guys. Like, that's our team. This little 250 outfit, like, it's one extra bike on the truck, whatever, like, nine rounds out of the, the 17. We Easy. Like, we'll just make that happen, and you just build yourself, but eventually we want you on this big bike, you know, for us. And that's how I looked at it, and yes. that's what I hope happens is they just sort of bring yeah. him through – as their KDM kid and then put him on that 450 once sort of Marv and, and Cooper starting to go on the way out and that's where they'll see him grow because he's a big kid too. Like, he's pretty tall already. He is. He is. And, I like, him being the only 250 guy for KTM, Yeah, I just think it's a long-term deal. They're going to yeah. – and I feel the same way about Fry at Star. Yeah. That team knows – you know, you don't. We don't expect you to go out. Look at all the other guys they have. Yeah, the Fry and Thrasher are there to build. Levi um, Kitchen. Those guys are. Yeah. They're going to give them time. I think Will Hahn really knows how to work with these kids and give them time. Yep. I don't think there's a lot of pressure on any of those rookies, really. Maybe Hammaker. Yeah. But I don't even think Mitch puts that much pressure on the first-year guys anymore. Nah. Well, I mean, Hammaker and and Robinson, they're the two to me that if any of them have pressure, it'll be those two because that Husky ride's pretty, you know, pretty coveted. They, they've won championships there. They've won to yep. win championships again. They haven't had much success in the last couple of years since Osborne stepped off the 250. And then that PC ride, it's yeah. like everyone wants to ride for PC. So you kind of, yeah, Mitch has probably not got a heap of expectations, but, you know, potentially you have a, a bad year and you follow up that up with another not-so-great year. 
there's another kid, you know, waiting. And I mean, there's a few of them coming up as well, like you know, Ryder D and yeah. and uh, Hymus and those my sorts boy. of kids. That's my boy yeah, right there, Ryder D. Yeah, I, I was watching some of the one hundred percent. He yeah, is Ryder D is my homie. Yeah, yeah. I'm one hundred percent on that train. <laughs> so you know, he, he, you know, if yeah. anyone Hammock has got a little bit of pressure because there is those kids coming behind him too. So he's got to kind of yeah, you know, prove himself early on. How about uh? What do you think about Carson Mumford at uh, Team Chaparral? Well, yeah, we've we've spoken about that. It, I, I think that <laughs> is going to be a good spot for him. Yeah. I need to see him ride a race, sorry, race a Supercross track. Yeah, but. I think it will be a good fit for him. It'll be a really, really good learning year for him. But I can see him being a lot better on a Supercross track than a motocross track. That's a bold statement, I know. But that's just sort of where I'm leaning right now. Well, I'm I'm a big fan of Carson's also. I'm buddies with him. I know that kid's been riding Supercross for a long time. And I'll give you a hot take, and you guys might not like it. I haven't finished in front of Hunter. Yep. Uh, uh, I, I, I can see that. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm, yeah. We, we, we're all in a grant. 100% with Hunter. Okay. He need, he, Hunter needs to do a full season without getting hurt, finish races. It doesn't matter where you finish. You just need to finish the friggin' season. And then I'll go from there. But until, yes. I, until I see that, then I'm, I'm leaning with that 100%. Yep. All right, let me ask you this. Um, and I don't know who he's riding for yet, if he has a deal, but my buddy John Short, always right there. You know, and uh, I mean, he's an East Coast. He's a, Well, he's a Central Texas guy, yeah. but he rides ruts and rough tracks. Awesome. Where that guy, is, he could put a surprise in. Where is he riding? Who's he riding for? I don't know. He doesn't have a deal right now because him and Ryder Floyd – were part of that man luck team and then they took Alex Martin and Ryder and um, John and I want to say Grant Harlan all lost their deals. So is he going to go back 250 again? Because I've am i watched John Short and I outdoors he's ridden 450s and he's done really well on a 450 so the transition back unless he has a really good 250 under him I, I you know those types of guys that ride 450s well not struggle, but it's a harder transition back to a to not a factory 250F against factory 250Fs. If we're if we're being honest, especially in Supercross, and he's quite a quite yeah. a big dude too. John Short is like he's not huge, but he's a you know he's a pretty solid Bucky. yeah he's a pretty yeah. solid guy. So he suits the the bigger bike and can manhandle it. So I'd like to be in agreement with you, but we all know that 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 gap between the, a 250 at that level to the factory one, uh, and if you're not you know, well, in your time, your guys' terms, like 120 pounds, like really, really light on a, you know, a, a, yeah. a, a non-factory bike. It's pretty tough to to a get a start to run with them first and foremost, but then keep that speed as well. I could see him going to someone like JMC Motorsports. Someone like Definitely. them would be a good fit for him. I really think. Yeah, he's been trying to find something, and as far as I know, he doesn't have anything yet. But he's been riding a lot, so you know he's. Ride at Greg Albertson's place and a few yeah. other places he rides, and he's got the skills. He just, like you said, he gets terrible starts. Yeah. Even if he had the best bike on the track, yeah. he still gets terrible starts. Yeah. So, 
and he it's hard to make up that. But he has his nights, man, where he's going to be a threat. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What about? Well, I didn't really get to talk about Carson Mumford, but I I believe him staying on the Honda is a big benefit to him, even though it's not the same as what he rode at at Factory Connection. Be still on a Honda. You know, um, Michael Lindsay is really switched on when it comes to testing stuff and working with his riders. So he'll be helping so much with Carson setting that thing up to how he really wants it. Uh, you yeah. know, yes, I'm I'm in agreement that I would put him a, a bit in front of Hunter, um, and especially you know not only the fact of what we've seen so far, but Hunter's still not really back on a bike yet. Like he is, but he's just starting back. And yeah. Carson's put in, yep. yep, Carson's put in a pretty decent off season already. Um, so just in those facts alone, I see him in front. But I think that Honda. Uh, is not going to be too far off what it needs to be for him to be competitive. I fully agree with you. I think uh, Michael Lindsay is very smart. Yep. Has access to a lot of good parts. Uh, you know, I know that he said on the the review part or the schedule re- review or whatever yep. they did on reaction on yep. Pulp the other day that there's some parts he doesn't have yet. But I think once they get racing, the bike's going to be good. Carson has Buddy Antonez in his corner. Yeah. Budman knows what what is needed bike wise setup wise training wise i think carson's gonna be a surprise like i said i think i had him in what i say i've got him in fourth yeah in the west yeah um and and it would not surprise me if he does better than that yep yep no i i could i could agree with that um one of the pc guys we haven't talked about is obviously cameron mcadoo like I believe <laughs> Love him. I I believe that Wackers. Yeah. I believe that he he is just under Faulkner. Like he's the next guy. Like Faulkner's obviously the the leader of that team. He's you know, he you know for all the reasons we know what Austin's done. But I believe that sure. that Cameron McAdoo's that next guy underneath him that you know, PC are looking at for results for next year. Um, but we've seen the way that McAdoo rides and he's, he can be quite, quite electric at times. Uh, that'd be probably <laughs> the nicest way to put that. Um, but That's a good word. yeah, but I mean, he's been, he's been working with Nick now for, this would be the second year him working with Nick. I think he's still working with Nick and AC. Um, yeah, you know, I think we're going to see a little bit different McAdoo this year than we did last year. He's got to stay on the same bike. He hasn't transitioned different brands, different teams. He's got to finish still, a full season. Still full preseason. I yeah. think I think he's going to be quite competitive as yeah. well. I agree, and as long as he doesn't do the crazy yep. mistakes or you know aggressiveness, the the whackers type stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. As long as he doesn't do that. He's easily a podium guy. Yeah. But if he gets excited and kind of loses control of his loses his head a little bit, then I see him having some bad nights like a couple of the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, yeah, he's going to be the winner. I think yeah. he'll win. He'll win one or two. Yeah. And I, and I, that's, yeah, I'm on that. Like, I, I mean, we're, I don't think we're talking championship about him, but I mean, he, I think he can probably get on the box and maybe win some of these races here. Again, it, it all depends on the coast too, because we talked about this the other day, Nick. Yeah. We could have a really stacked coast and a not-so-stacked coast, depending on well, fitness of riders and things like that, because there's a lot of fast guys that are fit yeah. right now, and there's a lot of 
good guys that aren't so fit on some of these big teams. So we could really see like a really stacked well, Easter going first. Every year we hear that though. We always hear which is the faster coast. The West is it's just like the West is the faster coast. Like it's, it's yeah. Every year it's the same but thing. It, but it has been the last couple of years. Y- if we're being honest, exactly. <laughs> but it's just it's just, isn't it just funny how every year it just forms up that there's always like a yeah. All the heavy hitters are on one coast. Yeah. Yep. But I mean that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now I think everybody's healthy, so hopefully it'll be a little more evened out. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just – I hate – I wish they would announce the damn coast so we could do this more <laughs> legitly. Oh, uh, no, that's what we were like. We are yeah. like, how are we going to do a 250 preview when we have no idea of the coast? I'm like, well, we're just going to have yeah. to fantasize about what we want to see and talk about what we think we're going to see, and, and that's about as good as we're going to get until we at least, you know, get to Houston, how? and then we'll figure out who's actually run what coast. How are we feeling yeah. about sushi? Okay. <laughs> Joe Shimoda. I I think it'll be good. Not highly. I, I think it'll be okay. It's just I'll go okay. Yeah, I'll go Anybody okay. Anybody that makes the main is okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Me. But, like, I would like to know where... Well, obviously, they all expect to win races, but I'd love to know where, yeah. where Mitch sees acceptable for Joe to finish. It's a good question. Um, Top five? Mm, yeah. Maybe? If, if he's thinking that, that's a stretch. Man, I I think he's going to have a lot of nights, 10th and worse. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the worst thing, the, I'm not going to say the worst thing, but the one thing with Joe that's not really in his favor, is he ended up fourth in the championship on the East Coast last year? Being consistently but he, finishing. But again, you know, I'm not taking this away from Sexton or that, but that East was a lot a lot lighter of a coast than the West was last year. You know, yeah. you know being up, so his results on paper look really, really good. If he gets into this stacked East class that we could have or West class, whichever one seems to all the guys are going to be in, if he ends up in that, he could have a seventh, eighth, eighth place night and that's as good as he's going to be able to get and it's like well what happened to Joe and I'm like I feel like saying well that's kind of where he fits into he that fits group. in yeah yeah I think you're right I yeah. mean I'm 100% right yeah yeah so I mean that for me with him that's where I sit I'm just kind of like I don't know you know it, it could be good it could be it could not be good and you could go either way with that one and you know again till yeah we, till we see him on track it's hard I don't have high expectations for Joe. No. And I hate saying that. I just don't, though. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, that whole team worries me. Let, well, I'll do my hot take. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, yeah. My hot take. Which one was the this? The final pro circuit rider we haven't spoken about. Okay. Oh, here we go. Jordan, Jordan <laughs> pissed me off. Jordan Smith. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but right. I, I am well off the Jordan Smith bandwagon. I just cannot. Really? I can't. I, I mean, I hope he goes and, like, completely blows me out of the water, which would be awesome because, you know, but I just, I don't know what I've seen from him, what I've seen from him in 19 and then this year in 20 and... You know, like at the start of 20, he wasn't real good. He was struggling with a hand injury, whatever. But the year before that, he wasn't really that great. And then he had the injury. And it, and I'm like, it's kind of, you've had two years of these compounding issues. Like, hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he's good and he proves me wrong. But I've got two years of facts behind me to say it hasn't been great so far. 
and I don't want yeah. I'm not I'm not going to you know, I'm definitely not pushing all in on Jordan Smith, but I'm I don't much like you guys when you're not really high on what Shimoda can do. Unfortunately, I'm not real high on Jordan Smith, and hopefully he proves me wrong. I think it'll be okay. I hope you, I hope you're right. I, like I don't want to be I, I want to be wrong here, but just it's just just when opinion. I like look look back at the facts, like obviously that Jordan's going to have a full a full preseason on this bike. There's no injuries involved. The tracks they're going to are going to suit his riding style. They're going to suit what he's used to riding, and they're going to suit to where he actually rides. I just I know exactly what you're saying, but I'm a whole lot higher on Jordan Smith than I am Joe Shimoda. And I, I oh, would, yeah. I would almost, almost put Jordan Smith and Cameron McAdoo in the same kettle. Oh. Well, look, they're, they're, oh, hey, they're called hot takes for a reason. That's my hot take. I know, yeah, yeah. I know you're not <laughs> happy with it. Do you, but do, you, do you want a good hot take? <laughs> Michael Moseman comes out and turns heads. This is Dark Side's guy. He will. I've just, I don't. I've just got a, <laughs> a little feeling about it that that gas, yeah. gas. He will go out there and he will turn. Heads, simple as that. Hey, and he's been riding with Barsha. He's get, he's learning to be aggressive. That's that's all the consideration. Like I put that all in. I'm like, yeah, I'm all in on this dude. Yeah. Because I told him, you know, I don't know if you listened to the interview I did with him. I was like, the one thing about you that I've always thought is like you're not always aggressive when you should be. And he agreed. Yeah. And he's been riding with Justin. He said, Oh, I'm you know, I'm learning some things. So <laughs> Oh fuck. You know, maybe those moments. Yeah. Do you remember- Th- those moments when he sort of lets somebody go by him. Maybe he won't do that anymore. Do you remember that race when it was, I'm pretty sure it was the first heat at, I want to say Seattle where it was, um, where it was Moseman and, uh, Austin Faulkner. No, was, that wasn't Seattle because we didn't get to Seattle this year. Did where, we? Do you, it was like the first heat and them two literally just went at it and then oh yeah yeah and then obviously yeah. Michael crashed out in the main event in that bowl turn with Clout yeah yeah, yeah if you where was that that wasn't Glendale San Francisco no it was an outside stadium yeah oh it's it was on the west coast yeah it was around, I don't remember it was around yeah it was Seattle I think no, it, it wasn't Seattle no you just so we didn't go to Seattle this year did we but was it this year Nah, sure no, it wasn't last year. Nah, because Seattle gets really deep and rut, and it was a hard pack track. Yeah, I was thinking it was twenty twelve. Ah, man, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, we know what you're talking about, but yes, I barely but, remember yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, we do remember where he. Yeah, because he fallen like they. Them two went at it, and I remember Faulkner. Yeah, tried ducking up the inside. Remember, he was all in the front break and ended up stopping all the way into that first corner and like bringing each other to yes. a complete stop. I yeah. was like, "Fuck, this is sick yeah. For, yeah. for a heat." Yeah, yeah. but I. I but I think that I te- I texted Michael. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think the thing with Moseman is that he has been. I, I don't. I, I'm with you where he's kind of not been aggressive at points, and but when he is aggressive, he goes a little too over the over the line, you know, and doesn't know how to time it properly. Right. And that's you know a, a, maturity a, thing yeah, again. A good a good yeah. pass or a good solid block pass is all about timing, and. Yeah, I think once he figures that out, then it's you know he doesn't he doesn't let the guys pass as easy, but he knows how to time his pass or defend from behind. As you know, we've seen Barsha do many a times, been able to block past someone in front of them. <laughs> you know, so yes, if he's learning yes. that, that's a brilliant technique because that's hard to teach. 
See, Mose is very methodical. Yeah. They've talked about him being a chess player. And the reason that's important is that's how he sees racing also. Yeah. He's thinking ahead. He's not going to do anything that's going to, you know, get him hurt. He's trying to be smart. So he's trying to find that balance. And I texted him after that incident with Fortner. And I was like, dude, that was awesome. We need more of that. (laughs) And he's getting better at it. He's going to be smart. San Diego. But I think he's going to learn. To be more aggressive riding with uh, Barsha, it's yeah. going to help him a lot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see him and and obviously the other Gas Gas. You know, obviously Gas Gas being the new team with Pierce Brown. He, yeah. you know, he was he was hot and cold. Not a great outdoors, you know, series. He had injuries and stuff last year. But I'm interested to see what he can do. It's not. It's a new bike, but it's not a new bike in a sense of what he was just on. Um, same with Moseman. You know, it's it is a different bike, but it's very similar. But it's just not gonna, much. Nah. But I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what these two dudes can do with a sort of a fresh start, but not really a fresh start, if if that makes sense. Um, but I'm interested to see yeah. what Pierce can do because he, when he's on, man, he's really good to watch. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he, I don't have high expectations for him either. I kind of put him up there with, uh, you know, a couple of the other guys we're talking about. Just, nope. That's all right. What happened? Uh, he's, oh, okay. Yeah, he's, phone's, phone's going flat. Phone's going flat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Th- I thought we uh, I thought we lost the feed for a minute. Nah. Um, yeah, I don't expect a, a whole lot out of Pierce either. Like, top yeah. 10s probably is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I, I uh, don't know. think Moseman most of it talked about was working with TK. Yeah, yeah. He said the way TK as a team manager thinks is very much how Michael himself thinks. Yeah. And he really is gelling with that. So that could be a big benefit. Yeah, for sure. Now, another bit of news we got here in Australia this this week was obviously Luke Clout is not going to line up on the West Coast 250 next okay. year. Now, it's yet to be desired or yet to be seen if uh, Mitchell Oldenburg, well, who's he writing for now? He got signed to somebody else, I believe. So it almost sounds like Penrith Honda won't have a 250 program in the US next year. I'm pretty sure I see Mitchell Oldenburg was signed to somebody. I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah, hang on. Let me see if I can figure it out. Yeah. You guys talk. And I'll look. Yeah, well, obviously, with the with the... You know, with the clout thing, he's back here in Australia racing. He's going to be uh, on the CDR Yamaha team, which is our factory Yamaha team in Australia, back racing our series, which is a good and a bad thing. It's good that we have our talent back here in Australia. So we got, you know, all our good riders here. But at the same time, it was trying to make his name in America. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the biggest thing with that Penrite Honda team is Penrite pulled out of that team here in Australia, like the sponsorship, which is obviously the backing that they had over there. So Which is an, a huge we, blow to our. Yeah. Like our series is, well, yeah. Well, the biggest thing, we forgot to even ask Daniel about this, is <laughs> Brayton. Like, KB, yeah. I mean, he's sticky. It's behind you there, Dark Side. Like, it, I've... I want to know what that program looks like now, even though it's a 450 topic, but, you know, it was a 250 class. It was meant to go 450, and now it's all sort of do not... You, do you think Brayton will just have some sort of factory backing from Honda? Or here's another one. <laughs> do you see Brayton end up uh, running another bike on Moto Concepts? Mm. 
I don't know. They've got enough riders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, man, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to JB in a little bit. I don't know what's going to happen. I think whatever he does, he's going to have some Honda, factory Honda support, yeah, no matter yeah. where he's at. Yeah, well, we, we spoke about yeah. this the other day. And is it, you know, what we believe is that if this stuff with Uribe doesn't go doesn't go ahead with what was Bud being meant to be the Penrite stuff, Honda are going to step yeah. up, make some stuff happen for him, you know, and and Uribe's got enough, um, you know, investment over there, machine, like truck and all this sort of stuff that, you know, they're just going to find a little bit of support here and, and make it happen just for Justin. That's where I see it happening yeah. is no 250 outfit and just Brayton on a 450 with what they've got in infrastructure over there already that they use for the 250s. Oh, just bring them back to the factory team. Make it have a third bike. <laughs> yeah, that would see, be sick. <laughs> yeah, like there's no... There's no reason they. There's no oh. reason they couldn't. Well, they can, but <laughs> there is. But money, see, but <laughs> see, well, see, Moto Concepts yeah. were Moto Concepts did come out and say, look, if we have to run a 250 rider, we will. Mm. So that means they have the room in the truck or the facility. So yeah, but a two, you, the 250 is cheaper than a 450. But it's Brayton. Yeah, no, but and it's, it's you know they are like family. Yeah, but I think you'll see Honda one Brayton ride the 21. Very true as well. That was something we should have done yeah. on that too. Man, I, I, I wonder. If, let me text. I'll text Brayton while we're talking. See if he gives me an answer. <laughs> I can't get. I can't find anything out about Oldenburg. Nah, that's all right. We'll we'll figure that out. It's coming out. I mean, there's so much. And that's the hardest thing about trying to do this this preview as well is there's still so much up in the air at the moment not only with riders on coast but teams and bikes and rides you know with with the coast changing this is the the third change we've had in which coast is going first and what tracks we're going to and and stuff like that like you know there's still so much unknown at the moment i think until we get to houston is when we're going to legitimately know exactly who's on what team where what is in each code like i don't think we're going to know any earlier than that. Well, do you remember last year? I remember Star ran. Who was running on? They rode McElrath. Yeah, he rode Press Day, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, he's in." And then next morning, they're like, oh, "No, nah, yeah. he's riding yeah. east." I was like, "Dude, I fucking saw him ride Press Day yesterday." He's like, "No, nah, he's riding east." I was like, "I give up." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's frustrating, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. our this is our first preview year yeah. that we've done as a show. So we're just like now the way we listen to you, you guys in America doing it, we're like, now we know what they're talking about. Yep. It's just so hard to do because there's no. That's why I usually don't do them. Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna have different plans, I think, for next year. We just wanted to give this one a go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. isn't it funny? Like, obviously, yeah. it's fun. To, it's fun to say. You go ahead. You're right. Go ahead. No, you're good. I say it's just fun to just. Bench race about it though. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny. Like, obviously, a lot of the stuff happens in the US during our night, and each morning we'll wake up. Like, I'll roll over out of bed, jump on Instagram, and just start scrolling and just look at the bullshit that's happened within twelve hours of yeah. in the sport. <laughs> or like, it's just like just crazy things. Or riders hurting themselves, or people leaving teams. It's just like every day it seems like there's something else. Like this week was just like. No, yeah. West, West is going to go first. No, uh, East is going to go first. No, there's uh, there's no Glendale now. Like, fuck me, what's going on tomorrow? Like, I'm scared to look. Yeah, this this week has been crazy. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's but I mean it's that time of year though. We're getting close to the start of the series, and normally it gets a little crazy. You know, uh, injuries and all that sort of stuff. Like we've been pretty lucky; we haven't seen too much yet. This is normally the time where you see them start coming and, and rearing up. But I think because we're two weeks later start, I think we're going to be like two weeks until we start having all those you know those yeah. regular issues come yeah. up. Like all the schedules is a little turned on its head at the moment. But um, yeah. And, like, going off from the conversation, obviously, Steve had on this week's show, and I know Darkside talked about it on the wrap-up show, was the whole COVID weather. I want, I want, I want your opinion, Darkside, and I want your opinion. If, if one of these riders catches COVID, should they be allowed to race in the perfect world? Or because we have to follow every other sport, does it mean they should go into isolation? Like it's just such a I just I just can't imagine we're gonna go seventeen weeks or whatever it is and one of these dudes not catch it. I just can't see that happening. Right. My opinion is if somebody gets it, let's say Eli Tomac gets it, if he physically can go out and compete, then yes, he should go out and compete. I, I don't care. I mean, keep them isolated, throw the helmet on, roll down to the line, and go race. Why not? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm with that. When this all started, I was the same thing. Like, we have helmet goggles and gloves on. You know, like, a helmet is nearly a face mask. Like... Yeah, very similar. But, I mean, it's all that other stuff, like, around the pit area, the people that are associated with him, you know, all that sort of stuff. That's where I can see it being an issue. Like, yeah, try and you got to keep him isolated, but at some point someone's got to come within that radius to do something or help something with him, and then they're potentially carrying something that could then potentially... And then that's the spread, and then all of a sudden it's this, this outbreak, and I can see why that... The, that part of it, I'm I'm full agreement with everyone. Where if we kept him out, we kept you know kept him someone out of out of everyone's thing. Yeah, that's sweet. But at some point, that someone has got to get within that bubble that they reckon everyone needs to be in. And then if something happens, then yeah. you got this widespread thing and the whole thing shut down. You know, and that's I ultimately what none of us want to see is them shut the whole thing back down and you know what's happened with you guys in I think it was baseball you, they started up and then they had a big outbreak and shut it all down or something like that from what I remember so yeah you know that's what we don't want to see so for one person unfortunately if it's a championship leader sorry like you can't risk that one person just because they're a ch- yeah just because they're a championship contender to ruin it for everyone else and potentially spread it to a bunch of people that unwillingly wanted to to be you know near it i guess okay now what happens if a, te- right. a team yeah, that's a good point what happens if a team personnel gets it the same thing. They Does go. the whole team have to isolate? Well, that, Where, I mean, where's the... Yeah, and I mean, that's the other side of it is whoever then tests positive, there's a whole team, there's a whole bunch of people that need to be tested after that. How many more people before it becomes a shutdown? Like, if this if this happens on a, on a, on a Thursday or a Friday, like, what happens with that race on Saturday? A lot of questions. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, 
Man, uh, <laughs> I'm sick of this. Yeah, let's let, hey, remember, so sick of this. Remember, Darkside, when the calendar ro- rolls over to January 2021, it, remember this is all going to go away. It's gone. So it's, yeah, we're all good. We're sweet. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish. I think that's everyone's opinion yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, this is never going away, it feels like. No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, that's for Man, sure. Man, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just ready. If, Yeah. Technical. Back. There we are. Nope. Yeah, yeah we go. got you. Sorry, yeah. we just had a bit of buffering. We, yeah, we just had a buffer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's all right. Um, all right, is there any other names that you guys want to talk about on this list here? We've we've taken off a fair bit of your time already, Darkside, which is seems to be the case with you. We, we just get chatting and <laughs> just go wild. Um, oh, we lost him again. Internet's playing up. Yeah. Signal, come back. Yeah, we're having some ish tech. We're having Hello, internet. Back? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Back. We got you. Yeah, it just keeps freezing on this end. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be the lag. It'd be, yeah. Be, your phone's starting to go flat too. It's probably not helping either. Yeah, probably. Run out of battery track. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this. One last guy. Monday night, Pulp Max, Jaleek Swall mm. really changed my opinion of him on a personal level. Now I'm kind of pulling for the guy, and I like the things he said about working at Baker's Factory, watching the fast guys. I'm expecting more out of him now than I was last week. Exactly, yeah. I And it was more so in his tone of voice and the things he said was it yep. sounds like they've put things together or he might be able to see it now that it's actually going in that direction or he, he, I don't know his tone of voice was so much different and the positivity he had and was very direct in what he said and almost like he believes in it 100% and as you know that's half the issue like if you believe in what you're going to do it's going to work yeah yeah and if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah if you, if you know what I mean <laughs> you know what I mean dark side you know what I mean you know what I mean <laughs> He yeah. did say that a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 39 times. Yeah. <laughs> nah, 39 but, times, apparently, in 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I, I I don't know if I changed my opinion. I think, you know, uh, yeah, pulling from him, for him, from him, for him, yes, I probably am now a little bit more because you get, got to know a little bit more about him. And I think that's been the biggest thing is we haven't heard or, or you know, got to know much about Jaleek Swole and him coming on the show and giving a little bit of himself, I think, got a couple of fans on his side. I mean, yeah. his amateur stuff, he was a pretty pretty high, you know, high-ranking amateur rider and had a pretty rough season last year and made a big change, the Baker's Factory, you know, all that sort of stuff. It'd be interesting to see what he comes out with, but yeah, I mean, knowing a little bit of his story now has definitely, I think, helped, you know, I mean, between Paint the three the of us, Oh, yeah. become a bit more of a fan but then I think for a lot of people to realise oh this kid actually has you know a personality actually has a story you know he just hasn't gotten it out there for us all to be fans of which unfortunately is the way yeah. the sport works absolutely it's going to be exciting man I can't wait we're almost there oh, we're Ooh, count- we're, we are counting yep. it down we are get through Christmas and then two weeks of just 
waiting for this thing to go down. <laughs> and for you, Darkside, you get to be at the first three rounds, hometown race for you. you got to be pretty stoked. I am, but you know what? I still haven't received my confirmation on my credentials yet. You may, I was told I should be good, but I also was told that everybody else got their emails about getting their COVID testing, and I hadn't got crap yet, so who knows? Uh, uh, mate, It'll you, come. Yeah, you'll get it. You, yeah. you'll, you'll have it. You, mate, you made a call straight through to, to Feld the other night on your show and got you know yeah. straight in. You, you, you're inside. You know, that'll make it happen for yeah. you. It was, that was actually funny. Like, I had sent in for my credentials a few days before to through the Feld website. Yeah. Like I always do. And Sean then like messaged me the next day. He's like, Hey, did you forget my email? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I didn't think I was supposed to contact you directly. I thought I was supposed to do it the right way. And he goes, No, just send me a message. Uh, sweet. Like, oh, okay. All right. Hook up. So, yeah. He's got the hookup. We're gonna we we might slide in on Darkside's hookup. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully in twenty twenty two. You guys can come over, yeah. everything, and be back to normal. We'll we'll party down and go see some racing. It's a, yeah, it boy. is it is the plan. <laughs> we uh yeah we, we've even like spoken about potentially coming over and obviously trying to do a show with you guys while we're over there and yeah. that sort of stuff. That'd, that'd be, be cool. Be, that'd be sick. That's it. You know we've got some pretty hefty goals here at the moment and we're we're slowly <laughs> we're slowly ticking some off. I don't know, man. We're ticking shit off quicker than I thought. <laughs> Dude, if you'd have, if you'd have told awesome. if you'd have told us like six months ago that we'd have Daniel Blair on the show, I would have told you you were stupid. But anyway, we've we've ticked that. But <laughs> my my next uh, our next one is we want to get on the uh, the Zoom calls for the uh, press conferences. As we want to be in that, that's a a big goal for us. Yeah, definitely apply for that. That's that's pretty cool, and they like having the, they like having a lot of different people in if they can. So yeah. I wouldn't think that'd be a big deal. Nah, we're yeah, we're gonna start trying to make that happen because that's except the big smirk on my face on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, <laughs> you'd have to fucking piece me together beforehand, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I walked out before after we we're off topic again, but anyway, we we walked out of the studio before we recorded the show before you with with Daniel, and I walked outside and I'm like, <laughs> like I started breathing again. I, I went forty minutes not breathing just. To, and I'm like, there's words coming out of my mouth, and I could see them coming out, but I was like, not thinking about the words. They were just coming out. I'm like, I think I just went into autopilot. I just went into autopilot, and I just started speaking. And I got outside, and I was like, oh, geez, that just happened. I think getting on the press conference would be the same thing. I just, I would be okay. Words would come out of my mouth. I'd probably sound pretty smart, yeah. but I would not know what's coming. It's just autopilot yeah. <laughs> I'll be too just forget it man I, I've been shaky I've been shaky at some of the press conferences in the beginning yeah I mean it'd be it'd be uh, I don't know what it'd be harder though what what here's a good question for you what has been not harder but what what was more challenging the the zoom ones or the being in in the actual press conference itself what was more difficult asking a question in live yep live yep. yeah for one with the Zoom calls, they're like two hours after the race. Yeah. So I can kind of go through some of my notes a little bit or things I want to talk about. The live ones, like you you rush downstairs real fast and you're trying to comprehend everything that just happened. And like, yep. I want to ask something other than how was the track? Yeah. And I want to make sure that I have questions that the other guys don't have. Yeah. Uh, so I'm super 
Yeah, doing them on Zoom are way less pressure. Yeah, but less fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for us, it's great because we can actually be involved. So yeah, <laughs> we yeah. want to keep yeah, them. Yeah. We want to keep them around. But yeah, I thought I always saw that. I I don't know. You know, uh, I would think that the Zoom one would be not more difficult, but just like. At one point, it's you and the writers and all the media just looking at you while you ask your question. Where you're in a press conference and you're sort of sitting up the back, you can sort of hide. Everyone's sort of looking at the writers and they're not looking at you. That's yeah. the one thing for me where I'd just be yeah. like, "Oh, geez, like everyone's looking at me right now." That's true. Yeah. So Eli, how was uh, yeah, that's true. that? That was stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nah, cool. All right, Doc. So we're gonna let you go, mate. We really appreciate your time as always. You. You're, we're, yeah, we're, we're claiming you're friend of the show now, so you better just you know take it, take it. Yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah, cool. That's why, that's why I gave you a shout out on the wrap up, man. Dude, we're homies, dude. We were, we just oh. fanboyed way too hard. He, he's like, he he rings me and he goes, dude, Darkside said he plugged us on the wrap up show, and I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, we had to fucking wait for it to come up, right? I'm refreshing the feed, like wait for the wrap up show to go live, <laughs> and I'm like, I started listening to it. I'm like, maybe it's at the start, and I got through, and then he started talking about shit. Nah, it's at the end. So I'm like, scroll through to the end to hear it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, no, I replayed it like fire. Again, it's one of those things. Like we're, we're still new. So for us, like that that's stuff huge. is just yeah. like, we we can't fathom that at all yet. So we're still coming that's to That's awesome. And, but yeah, he was like, he's like, he said it on the wrap-up show. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny, man. Yeah, no, we, we, we appreciate that. But no, we appreciate you coming on as always. As I said, trying to, trying to do this 250 preview was, was obviously, it's not the easiest thing when we have no idea. We really just thought, let's just start talking and see yeah, where it goes. We just want to get yeah. Darkseid back on another show. Yeah, we just want to talk Darkseid. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we appreciate Not it. Not a problem, man. I, I was excited to do it. Yeah, no. Nah, and as I said, we, we will uh, definitely be having you back on here in the future, um, especially once, I, I reckon after the three Houstons when you've had a chance to... to uh, take all them in we definitely want to get you on after that i reckon if you've got the time for us because you'll be there and you'll be fully into it yeah. for sure and um yeah start start breaking some of these these races down especially when they're going to be crammed into a week you yeah. know pretty much of back-to-back races, yeah. which is cool sounds good man i'm down awesome all right well we uh we'll let you go and uh we will definitely be speaking to you soon all right see you guys thanks, awesome man. thanks man that was Dark Side from the Moto X Pod Show. He's a good guy. We appreciate him coming He's on. He's always a fun time. Dude, it's funny. Like, we're just like, oh, let's do this show. I think we spent a lot more time just talking about other stuff, <laughs> which is cool. I, like, everyone was talking to me the other day. He was, I think he was just more interested in. Yeah, we'll just fucking bench race and we'll yeah. just carry on. Like, it's, it's, nah, he's a really cool guy. He's just, uh, so easy to talk to. Yeah. And like I was saying to him before, like, it's, from the first time I actually ever did speak to him, it was like, yeah, we've been homies before. Yeah. We've been mates before. Like, it's just so easy to connect, connect to connect with. So, it's uh, he's a cool guy. I can't uh, wait until some of the racing starts and so we can sort of use him as a bit of an insight. But how is the whole... Hang on, I'll just I'll message Brayton. Well, well, he just, me- well, he just sent me a message then and he said it is still with Penrod, but they're going to announce a title sponsor soon. Was that... <sighs> so... Interesting. See, our insider. We got an insider now. Sends a text message, gets an answer. You rave. 
You're going to throw your Eve or? Well, it's saved with Penrith Honda, which is your Eve's team, it's just not called Penrith. So, your Eve, what are you doing to us? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, no, so we appreciate Darkside coming on the show. So, um, again, show 21. We've got that one in the books, 2.50 preview time. I don't know if we sort of asked more questions than we answered, but that's the beauty of the season we got coming up. Uh, 2021 is going to be an awesome season, and, uh, man, we're looking forward to, to having some racing to talk about, having these guys helping us along the way, uh, making that happen. So we're going to wrap this one up. So that is show number 21 of the Moto Limited show. Uh, again, thank you to MPE Suspension, Pro Powder Powder Coating, and TCX Boots, new sponsor on board. Uh, again, if you want to be involved with the show, get in touch with us. We're more than happy to, to have you on. Um, massive thank you to obviously my wife she's let us have this time today to get this one done and fed me for the last two days she's fed you we've been busy in here <laughs> grinding I want to thank you mate as I said we've said it a couple times in this show um, your your effort hasn't gone unnoticed um, everyone will be able to watch this on uh, YouTube and on Facebook this isn't live so if you comment we're probably going to see them but we're not Asking questions. Yep, yep, uh, yep. So live stream will be up January 4th. We've got one more show to do, which we've sort of talked about already in this one. We've done them back to front, but um, show 22 has been recorded as well. Um, but show 23 yep. will be the first live show that we have uh, where we're talking about uh, everything and anything. Hopefully some Australian stuff, getting the American stuff already ramped up, ready to go, uh, as well as you're going to be able to comment in and, and talk to us while we're absolutely live in studio. Yeah, boy. So we're going to get that done. So again, massive thank you to uh, Darkside, uh, everyone who's uh, been involved. Uh, we'll wrap this one up. Show 21 of the Moto Limited Show. Until the next one, see you then. Thanks, guys. Moto Limited Network. We've been out filming for the last two days. I'm knackered. Trying to get home, and we're running out of fuel, and we're about 13 k from home.